0: good morning from the home studio in middletown delaware i'm marshall Manlow from delaware sports and my sports reports happy what is this tuesday now yeah it is tuesday all day and on this segment of our show we are going to have a chat with the executive director of the delaware interscholastic athletic association donna polk We're going to learn a little bit about her and what she does for our athletic athletics and athletes here in the state of delaware and hopefully when i press this button she appears there she is welcome donna thank you for making the time to come talk to me
1: good morning hi thank you for
0: having me of course uh first of all let's get to know about you a little bit now you've took this job in well, you were working with DIA starting when initially?
1: Uh, November 2019. I was hired as the coordinator for athletics. Um, at okay, DIA.
0: and then what was your uh, what were your duties back then when you first started with DIA?
1: Uh, When I first started, I assisted um, then Executive Director Thomas Neubauer. Um, My main responsibilities were overseeing and managing the sportsmanship program, um, dealing with all of the incident reports that we came in, providing the data in regards to our incidents that we had per um, sports season, um, providing referrals to sportsmanship committee, I also oversaw our officials registration process with that and then um, assisted with championship operations and any other duties um, as assigned. But those were my main responsibilities when I first came in.
0: And then Neubauer got out of Dodge right in the nick of time.
1: He did. He, he, he sat me down one day and said, Donna, I'm retiring in August. And I was like, no. Um, But it, you know, worked itself out. Um, He definitely has been um, a resource. Even now I can pick up the phone and call Mr. Neubauer anytime and he's always there available and ready um, to assist and provide his um, knowledge um, with the years that he has spent here at DIA. So he definitely um, paved the way for me to be able to sit in this chair as well as Mr. Charles.
0: Yeah, he's a great guy. I've known him for a long time. Uh, and then you officially took over the job in February, 2020, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but this is going to be a lo- little bit about your background. I know that you went to high school here in Delaware and where did you go?
1: I went to Sussex Central High School, um, down Golden Knights, um, graduated, I will say 1987, proud of that. And I was a three sport athlete there, um, played field hockey, basketball and softball and, uh, continued on playing uh, basketball in college as well as a year of softball, so my foundation and roots um, are, are from Sussex County and coming from Sussex Central High School.
0: Yeah, so you went on to play basketball at Columbia Union College in in Maryland, and you weren't a slouch either. You scored a thousand points there. Do you know what your you know what your uh, final total was there?
1: I do not because my freshman year um, I I scored I knew at least 300 points and that information isn't captured in in the actual record book so my total actual points I'm not quite sure of um, so it was based on those three years Um, but my freshman year I know I had at least 300 so it it got me to at least a thousand and maybe 1200 or 300.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Now, then you went to uh, coach at the college collegiate level, also at Bowie State University. Talk about your time there a little bit.
1: Um, It was a great opportunity when I um, first got hired at Bowie. I was an associate athletic director of compliance. And I uh, actually applied for the uh, basketball job and did not get the basketball job initially and then was eventually hired as the associate athletic director so uh, having my background in both administration and basketball when the um, basketball coach that uh, was hired um, over me i he actually ended up leaving and it was another opportunity where the basketball position became available and i i interviewed for it actually got the job so I was um, doing a dual role, being a head coach and associate athletic director. So it was a challenging time, but I enjoyed it. Um, one of the goals that I had is I started uh, coaching basketball. Is I wanted to see if I could coach at the collegiate level, and you know, Division State of Division Two. Um, so I had that itch, and I and I was able to experience that for three years. We did relatively well. I think my record, if I remember, was like 55 and 26. Um, we uh, went to the CIAA finals two years in a row. Um, was disappointed, didn't get that crown. Um, but we were able to be competitive. Um, and I was able to you know, coach Defensive Player of the Year um, twice. So I was really proud of that. And then also be able to be competitive within the, our region um, being ranked also within our region while I was coaching the Division II level. So it was a great opportunity. Also had the opportunity of being on the Division II women's basketball uh, committee who oversaw our basketball championships for D- Division II. I was a chair of our region um, for one year and then was a, a member of our basketball committee um, So that did our regional ranking. So that was also a great experience for me to be able to understand uh, seating and and being on a committee and running tournaments. So that was kind of my experience um, as a coach and then also being on committees.
0: So you come to DIAA then with a good knowledge of what coaches and athletes need to successfully compete at the, high, at the high school level and also at the collegiate level, of course, but now you're, you're dealing with high school athletes. And since you're from the state of Delaware, you're aware of some of the nuances involved with the local athletics. So, as director of DIAA, then what are your major responsibilities?
1: Major responsibilities overseeing the association. Of- understanding that I have a board of directors that um, I'm going to report to that will provide directives um, based on the authority that the General Assembly provides um, the board. So there's statute that I need to make sure that we're following, that the board has the authority and powers to do. And then we have our regulations that I need to make sure that we are adhering to, um, to, with the oversight of the, the member schools. And then I also have a role with um, ensuring that I am following the policies and procedures within DOE. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a task. It's, it's, it's something that you have to truly understand the pieces that allow DIA to exist. And then within that existence, my, my authority and what um, powers that I do have as it relates to sitting in this chair um, navigating and facilitating what the board's goals and objectives are and then being able to facilitate that with our members association um, schools and then our committees so it's it's a role that you definitely have to want to be able to be in you have to own it um, you have to be intentional in, in understanding those responsibilities and stay within the authority that you do have so it is, is a joy for me I love athletics, I love my job. It it can definitely be um, overwhelming at times with all the responsibilities and the short amount of staff, but I truly enjoy my job. Um, One of the things and focus that I would like to see us work on and we're hoping to be able to start that is the focus on our student athlete experience. And that's the reason why I'm in this um, business and is to be able to make an impact on our young people. And ultimately, that's really why I wanted to have this job, is to be able to assist in improving and expanding on the foundation that is currently already there, and then bringing in programming to to just make our our sports and our athletic programs in Delaware um, better than what they already are through providing programming for our student athletes, um, providing and setting up leadership development for our coaches, our Athletic Directors uh, to make sure that we are also competing regionally with with the states around us.
0: So when you end up taking the Executive Director's spot, it's February of 2020, and that's when the uh, pandemic was starting to make its way into the the majority of states now. And heck of a time to try to deal with that because now you're getting ready to run the winter state tournaments and prepare for the spring season as well. And you had to make a bunch of difficult decisions with a lot of different feedback, from not only from coaches, athletic directors, but the Department of Education, Department of Health and all that. And I know you don't make those decisions autonomously. What were some of the challenges initially that you had to contend with as all that was starting to unfold in front of you?
1: Um, one, we, you know, understanding what the board was wanting to do as it, uh, we, we got those those directors um, from the state level. Um, you know, once COVID hit and we were all shut down, you know, we were in the middle of our basketball championships it was a final four was going to be the next round and it was an exciting time it was an exciting tournament um, on both sides girls and boys and we were all wanting to see what the outcome was and to get that you know that information on that thursday to say we were no longer going to be able to have that championship and then the board having to look at whether or not we even postpone or do we cancel? Those were difficult conversations. Those were conversations that were had, but we, the board came to a conclusion and and I had to make sure that that was carried out. Um, It was difficult in that no one knew what was going to happen. We were all in territories that no one expected to be in. There was not a roadmap for it. There wasn't a plan for it. you know, the board made decision based on information that was available and provided to them to ensure that there was, you know, that the student athletes were gonna be safe, uh, the coaches and everyone that needed to implement programming were able to do that safely. So leaning on our sports medicine advisory committee was, was definitely something that we had to do um, to ensure that health and safety occurred. But it was a difficult time um, to make those decisions because you wanted to make the right decision. You wanted to make sure that the association was operating, but you also had to understand that we were dealing with the pandemic and, and we didn't know you know, what was gonna happen. It was a lot of unknowns. It was changing daily um, and we had to make sure that we were supporting what the schools were currently doing as well because we are extracurricular activity. So we had to make sure that what the schools were doing, we were also in line and supporting uh, things that were happening. Even you know within the shutdown, there was nothing going on, and then as we started opening up, uh, making sure that we are in line and supporting our member schools and that the programs that were going to be able to be supported.
0: So hindsight's always twenty twenty, and like you said, you didn't have a roadmap for that, and and I know I just everything was fluid all the time. It was from week to week, sometimes day to day, definitely month to month. Everything was changing. Not only on a national level, but a state level and then we're surrounded by a few states which have different rules, too So I know that for parents athletes coaches officials administrators, it was very very frustrating and You have to make decisions on the fly. But what lessons from 2020 did you take? into the fall season for 2021 that you think worked and what you might change for, let's say 2022.
1: Um, In regards to what worked, I thought what worked well was, you know, our guidance that we put in place, collaboratively working with uh, CPH, and developing that relationship allowed us to be able to manage and function within sports and allowing sports to occur. constantly having um, communication with them, seeking their guidance and advice on what could happen and what could not happen was critical and and, and crucial to how we were even able to open back up last year around January. So them trusting in us and following through on the plan that we put in place as, as relates to mitigated strategies that they recommended that we adopted Um, working with NFHS guidance that was there, we were able to put a plan in place um, with the support of our member schools to carry out that and implement that through our regulation that allowed DPH to, to trust the member schools and, you know, interscholastic athletic sports in Delaware, that we would be able to conduct them safely. So developing that relationship is crucial and critical, and we wanna be able to continue to have that relationship because they understand that we're gonna, you know, comply and do the things that we need to do to ensure the safety of our student athletes while conducting sports. So I would say continuing that positive relationship to allow sports to occur, um, with their guidance and, and, and respect to understand that we will be compliant.
0: So, so last, so uh, a bunch of these championships we had to modify some of the state tournament. Uh, structures and necessarily so. Uh, Some seasons were scheduled, so there were some open tournaments and all, but this year there was a a brand new structure in the state football tournament adding teams, breaking down into three classes where there had been two. How do you think that's going so far this year?
1: Um, We are still evaluating the football committee definitely is going to have a uh you know, look at how it impacted championships. Um, we're gonna be, the board is also looking at, you know, we're gonna look at the, the, the scores and we're gonna look to see what stats that we, we are having to see if this is actually working. I feel that games are more competitive at the, the level that it needs to be. Um, we have 3A, 2A and 1A, and now we have Teams at 1A that are having success that haven't had success in a while. So, to that degree, it's allowing our student athletes to have a little bit more success playing comparable teams. So the purpose of the realignment, some of that is coming out. Did we have a lot of blowouts the first couple of weeks? Most definitely, um, and those started to pan out. I mean, even in our championships, first couple of rounds, we've had um, you know blowouts of with scores so we're definitely continuing to evaluate it as the first year within it Um, but i thought that overall i like the three classification because it is allowing programs now to provide more opportunities for our student athletes and that's what we are in the business of is providing student opportunities for our student athletes and ultimately that is the goal
0: yeah and change is always inevitable Mm -hmm. in life too if you had a crystal ball to look into right now and kind of explain what you see in there, as far as some changes that might be upcoming in any of the sports in the next couple of years, what might that, some of those look like?
1: Uh, I, I know there are some sports that are wanting to go to a three classification system um, there. We currently right now have three different formats. Um, I think we have to kind of evaluate our structure as it relates to, do we we want one division? Do we want two divisions? Do we want three classification system? And it's gonna be about how administratively our schools are wanting to manage within those um, three different formats. Um, Basketball is one of the sports that have been you know, looked at in regards to we look at one division. Do we look at two divisions? Um, how did, does that look? Is 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 the question? But that that would be one area that we would have to focus on in these next upcoming years to ensure that you know the equity that we're wanting to have is actually there. Looking at our public, private schools, um, charter schools, even. Um, How does that even pan out? Those are some of the areas that do need to be uh, reviewed and discussed and hopefully we will be able to make, continue to make changes to to better our association um, within those two different topics.
0: So if a bunch of parents are watching you right now, what message would you like to deliver to them so that they know that the DIAA has their student athletes back.
1: Um, one, I want to thank them for allowing their, their, their student, their daughter, or son to be able to even participate. Um, to, to be open to opportunities that are there for their student athletes, that they are are understanding that the opportunity is for their student athletes, and that we are going to do the things that we need to do to ensure that the mission that we have and the purpose that we have, we're gonna to adhere to that. We're gonna provide programming. We're gonna to want to try and educate our, our coaches to, to, to be better so that they are better prepared to, to manage their student athletes and provide leadership and guidance to them. Um, we are about developing the whole student and being a part of the whole student, we need the student, the parents support to allow that to happen. And there are going to be times that parents are going to be happy with coaching decisions. And that's just part of how, you know, athletics is. It's going to make a student better prepared for their next level, whether it be a trade, whether it be going to college, uh, whether it continue their um, collegiate career with sports. It's going to prepare them. One of the, the things that I've always remembered was when I was in college and then I took that next step on to getting into a career is that a lot of the um, interviews that I went on were happy that I was an athlete because there are intangible skills that are gonna be provided um, through just being an athlete. And it's gonna make them more prepared for life. And that's what we're here to do is prepare their sons and daughters for the next steps and chapters in their lives. Um, And we just need their support and understanding and doing that and allowing the the, the athletic directors and the coaches to be able to put those programmings in place, understanding that we are not going to be able to make everyone happy. That's, that's something when you're in this business, you already know that. And and that's something that I've I've accepted and understand, but we're going to make sure that we are here to carry out the authority and the powers that the board has within the statute that we're in my position that I'm gonna follow the regulation and processes that we have in place. And I'm gonna be consistent. Um, I'm gonna be consistent in making decisions based on our regulation, based on our statute and policies and procedures. And fairness is is going to be there. Um, We're gonna address issues as they come. We're gonna hold people accountable. And that's what I am hoping that we will be able to make a difference and ensure the interscholastic sports in Delaware will be able to be improved based on that. All right. I know it was a long-winded answer, but-
0: No, that's perfect. I think you also were able to reach just the regular sports fan there as well. And uh, we appreciate that. Well, I know you probably, it's probably lunchtime or another meeting time for you. I know it's lunchtime for me too. I just want to thank you for stopping by and having a conversation. You are welcome, you have an open invitation to stop by and talk about anything that you like. And uh, in a moment, I'll just sign off. But but hang on there just while I say goodbye to everybody who's watching. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Donna Polk, the executive director of the Delaware Interscholastic Athletic Association. And we thank her for stopping by the show. Donna, hang on there. And I'm just going to close this out and say goodbye to you in private. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Donna Polk, the executive director of Delaware Interscholastic Athletic Association. No. I'll just remind you that again. All right. Make sure that you follow us on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch.tv, Facebook, wherever it is that we are doing this. And please be so kind as to subscribe. It is free to do so and free to watch as you have just experienced. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am... Marshall man love and now i am